is Moving Pictures. I'm your host, Brent Gunn. I'm your co-host, Mitchell Kakalka. Mitch, what do you think the future of animated film is? It's hard to tell with all kind of like trying to like get a crystal ball view of like where art in general and media uh, is going to go in the future. I think Pixar and like that type of like Disney, like of course always Disney, kind of has like a monopoly on it right now. So I don't really know like where it's going to go, if it's going to kind of like diverge and you're going to see more unique animation styles, like more unique creators kind of get their voice out there in like a mainstream way. Or if, you know, Disney is going to continue to rule the world. It seems like the current state of animated uh, cinema, especially mm-hmm. in, in America, is geared primarily towards a, a kid audience or, yeah. or, or a child mm-hmm. audience. And I'm, I'm just curious if there's ever going to be a day where there's an animated film that is geared towards, I guess, more mature audiences mm-hmm. that could ever kind of stand on that that national kind of uh, award stage or could mm-hmm. ever be held in that that regard of like a best picture mm-hmm. or, or or a best director even yeah um i think it would be really amazing to see animated cinema come full circle to meet that uh that quota mm-hmm. yeah. but unfortunately i don't really see it happening enough for it to happen yet okay um one one example of of a film that I was really excited for that I was hoping would break in into that mold was uh, Anomalisa. Mm-hmm. Lisa. Yes. I was wondering if maybe you'd want to come to my room for a little nightcap. You sure you don't mean Emily? Everyone always likes Emily better. Uh, I'm going to the room, Lisa. I'll see you later, maybe. Have fun. Um. I came here with you. I'm not going to just abandon you. Oh, don't be an idiot, Lisa. He's gorgeous. Which we, we talked about a little bit uh, the, the, the other day. Man, what a disappointing film. Yeah, definitely. And I think it is disappointing for a number of reasons because I went into the film hoping that it was going to be a film that convinced me that I could be able to feel... Um, a human connection to an animated character in the same way that I would a human character in a live action film. Mm-hmm. And based on what I heard from multiple people, they said it was like very you know emotionally captivating and potent and blah, blah, blah. And it's Charlie Kaufman. So it's going to be good. And the film could have been a parody of Charlie Kaufman. It could have, it could have been a parody of everything that Kaufman's done up to this point. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the animation on top of it, um, I, you know, respect the craft of, of, you know, utilizing stop motion the way that they did. But in my opinion, that film didn't really benefit from being animated. If anything, I felt like it uh, held the film back. And I felt like it was an example of what I don't want mature adult oriented animation to move into, which is this kind of overly... Um, quirky kind of fantastic Mr. Fox direction. Mm-hmm. I would love for it to move in a more kind of graphic, uh, more I, I guess influenced by a wider range mm-hmm. direction. Yeah. I mean, I've been a fan of directors like Yasujiro Ozu, and I've appreciated 
seeing how a film uh, how a filmmaker like Ozu, you know, a Japanese filmmaker, has had such a profound influence over a lot of other Japanese media, specifically something like anime. Mm-hmm. And anime has a lot of actual film length, you know, p- pictures. I mean, I don't I don't know a single person that hasn't seen a you know a Studio Ghib- Ghibli film. Mm-hmm. I think that it would be really interesting if the American uh, you know, animated cinematic world and market could maybe take a page from anime and maybe try to understand how to uh, incorporate similar animation styles or maybe approaches to story that they do in those in those shows. Mm-hmm. Something that I've kind of um, thought about a lot as a fan of the comic book medium in, in this kind of heyday of comic book media where the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies and um, that's that's about it. I was gonna say something about DC, but no. Um, yeah, even DC's um animated movies that they're putting out right now are always really obviously inspired more by like the cartoons, like the animated series. And there really hasn't been, as far as I know, there really hasn't been like a comic book animated movie that takes the style of like a comic book and puts it on screen. I think the upcoming Spider-Man movie, um, Into the Spider Verse. In your universe, there's only one Spider-Man. But there is another universe. It looks and sounds like yours, but it's not. My name's Miles Morales. Hey, kid. It looks like it's going to take a bit about a bit with that route where, like, it's, it kind of has almost like a stop motion y animation style. It kind of looks like, like any frame from the movie you can, can looks. It was framed as a comic book panel, but and it's especially surprising that like more films aren't doing that. Maybe, hopefully, this is kind of a door opening for the for that kind of experimentation, or or at least, I mean, it's not even experimentation, just kind of like using the me- the media, both of the mediums that you're using, the comic books that you're using for inspiration, and the film that you're using to portray and like kind of promote a synthesis between them. In 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 America, it seems like the main kind of export for animated media is stuff like illumination and mm. that animation style i know a lot of people like it a lot of people swear by it but it mm. just looks so soft and crappy and mm-hmm. just mushy and gross and i i i i think that i would also really like for animation to maybe move on to another era of how we animate or how we uh, kind of proportion or how we try to portray worlds in in animated films because I feel like the Pixar look has kind of run its course for the most part. Mm-hmm. What, what do you envision like the next phase looking like? I don't know because, you know, I, I grew up watching like, uh, you know, like those those DC animated series and I, I grew mm-hmm. up watching, you know, some anime on Adult Swim when I was a kid and mm-hmm. I think I grew up approaching animated media in that kind of cartoonish way. But it was still kind of embedded to a form of uh, realism. So, I mean, if you look at a show like maybe The Animatrix or something, I think that's moving in a more hyper-real direction would, okay. would be, I, I think, interesting, especially for uh, adult audiences. Having it still be kind of embedded in realism in terms of like you know body proportions because, uh, I mean, you want audiences to engage and you know, to assume character roles and they'll be easier mm-hmm. to do that. But just imagine that with very, very heightened, uh, very detailed, almost painterly animation to couple it. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with rotoscoping? 
the film technique? Uh, uh, like a little bit. Like I, I don't have mm. like experience practically. Okay, but yeah, when especially when you look at movies, well-known examples of that would be um, Richard Linklater's um, Waking Life, yeah, or Sc- Scanner Darkly, which came out in like the mid two thousands, which yeah. for People who don't know it's rotoscoping is basically like in layman's terms the process of taking like film footage and having animators in some cases paint, in other cases just like animate over it to make to give to make it come from a realistic foundation and give it um, a more kind of an animation style that, that lends itself more towards like realism than like hand drawn like from scratch animations would. I think that may have a future. Um... I, I'm almost indebted to believe that people want something a bit more suspended from reality than that because sometimes mm. rotoscoping almost looks too hyper real okay. to the point where, well, I mean, it's just, just like in my opinion, mm-hmm. but um, sometimes I think that it can throw audiences off, especially when it was utilized like, you know, 20 years ago because mm-hmm. it wasn't really perfected and it seems like you were more or less trying to see, it, it looked like you were looking at a demo of what it was going to be mm-hmm. and then that was the final product. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like nowadays people are much more accepting of alternative animation styles. I mean, look at the kind of renaissance of like cartoons that we have. I mean, uh, what what's that? like a BoJack Horseman mm-hmm. and like shows of that tier that are animated in a very kind of simplistic, almost you know unflattering way. That has an audience. Then you have things that are um, animated, you know, in a much more kind of detailed, much more kind of uh, fantastical style. That has that that has an audience. I wouldn't I would really love all of these things to come to a national stage and not have animated cinema be like this monopoly of illumination and Disney dictating how the genre is going to look. I think in the, even those cases, a lot of it's coming from outside of America. It's a lot of um, these film industries that don't have the big like monopolistic figures um, against Disney or illumination kind of hovering over them to the extent that the American like mainstream does. Yeah, and and I'm I'm by no means trying to argue that we you know Americanize you know those genres and try mm-hmm. to like borrow from them to the extent that we just water them down as much as possible for American audiences. I think it would just be cool if we could take influence from a wider range of animated media, especially from a plot point of view, because there are so many different uh, arcs and there are so many different uh, directions that you can take plot and plot structure and. I would just love to see, you know, American creators be able to branch out that way. And it seems mm-hmm. like, you know, traditionally now, since you're usually confided to, you know, uh, films primarily geared towards children, yeah, you don't really have the freedom to explore a more kind of complicated scenario or mm-hmm. a more, you know, mature, mature theme. Mm-hmm. I think one filmmaker... Um that does that does kind of exemplify what you can do with animation when you're not focused on uh, a younger audience is Ari Fulman. He's an Israeli filmmaker. He's mostly known for his most recent two movies, um, Waltz with Bashir in 2008 and The Congress in 2013. Both The Congress t- is like half animated, half live action. But Walt Swift Bashir, kind of his, where, which was him like putting his foot down, like making a name for himself within this kind of subgenre, was a kind of dramatized account of his experiences fighting in the uh, 1982 Lebanon Civil War. Look, 
after the 1982 invasion of Lebanon, I lost my memory. Now, in order to remember, I'm looking for those who can never forget. It has a very graphic novel-inspired um, art style that's used to tell this very mature, um, drama dramatized documentary story. So, uh, his follow-up to that, The Congress. The plot of the film is that CG and like computer-generated um, imagery has excelled to the point where you don't even really need actors anymore. You can like in the same way that. Um, like in Superman Returns, they took archival footage from Marlon Brando and made like a brand, like a Brando like recording to play in the Fortress of Solitude. Like that kind of technology has evolved to the point where you don't need actors anymore. You can you just have like archival footage of actors that you can meld however you want. Robin Wright like ends up just like selling her likeness to the studios, and then the rest of the movie and the rest of the plot follows this kind of Ready Player One-esque world where people escape into this animated fantasy world. They take uh, drugs that let, that basically let them like access this world on like this hyper-real plane that looks animated. You can see like it's it's a very like complicated and very like adult story. It just happens to have a lot of animation elements to it. And his next movie um, doesn't have a release date yet, but it's going to be called Where Is Anne Frank? It's going to be kind of going back to that Walsworth Bashir, um, using animation to tell a very adult, true-to-life kind of docudrama story. And do, do, do you think that there's a real strong future for that, for that kind of mm -hmm. animation style? I think so, because when you, cause when you look... Um, it really hasn't anything been like that. Anything like that in the past. Um, there was like a short little spark of like adult animation enthusiasm with uh, the movies of like Ralph Bashke back in the seventies and eighties. There really hasn't been a market for it um, previously in like in um, the history of cinema like there is now, uh, at least not um, people taking advantage of it to to the degree that um, Fullman has. And so I, I think that. Directors like him and the ones that are inspired by that kind of director will have a future. Kind of going back to our main point, whether or not that future is within like the mainstream, we can hope, but it's really hard to tell. Yeah, I, I, I really uh, look forward to the day that we can kind of bridge that gap. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think that if comic books have you know broken that that kind of barrier into the like mainstream cultural mm -hmm. landscape and, and animated films certainly have already but it seems like they're still really held back by this moniker that they're inherently for children and i think mm -hmm. that's something that a lot of these you know people that are in the higher ups are maybe out of touch with is that animation appeals to a wider age group than just children mm -hmm. and that honestly I'd, I'd argue more adults watch animation than children do yeah especially i mean going forward into the future a lot of um, tomorrow's adults are going to be people who are raised on um, a healthier attitude towards anime and kind of like more respect to that uh, form. You briefly mentioned uh, Waltz, Waltz with Bashir and uh, mm -hmm. a couple of the other films. Are there any other films in this vein that you would maybe recommend that would be more, I guess, mature themed or adult themed animated you know, mm -hmm. 
films. It's not a whole lot like Fullman's work, but another movie I watched pretty recently was Is the Man Who Is Tall Happy? It's by um, Michel Gondry, the French director, he, most most known for his early early collaborations with Charlie Kaufman, with uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. But he, and he's kind of ventured into more experimental filmmaking later in his career. And is a man who was all happy is just, I mean, the kind of like the subtitle to the movie is an animated conversation with Noam Chomsky. As you can see, I felt a bit stupid here. Why should we take it to be obvious that if I let go of a ball, it goes down and not up? Learning comes from asking, why do things work like that? Why not some other way? Mm -hmm. The world is a very puzzling place. If you're not willing to be puzzled, you just become a, a replica of someone else's mind. And she has a one-hour conversation with renowned intellectual Noam Chomsky talking about his personal life, his, his own backstory, as well as his theories on linguistics and politics and all of its portrayed like as Gondry and Chomsky are speaking all of it's portrayed by a lot of it's by drawings but kind of like by like sharpie by um Gondry depicting um kind of like hyper stylized almost like childish in in their like simplistic kind of like nature drawings of what Chomsky's saying you get the feeling that it's told um at least in some point kind of like by those those like sheets of like see-through like laminated paper that your teacher used to put on the projector um there's kind of like layers of that layered over um like archival footage and archival photos which and it's a very like visually appealing very interesting and very inventive take to animation i think i would recommend a film called the house of small cubes it's a okay. 2008 animated short film. Mm -hmm. uh, it has a very unique, grainy, but very beautiful and, and uh, I think kind of wide appealing animation style. Mm -hmm. um, it's a pretty like simple kind of like child child friendly story. I believe yeah. it's a G rating, but okay. I, I wouldn't say that it's a film inherently geared towards children. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'd really recommend that. And I think I'd also recommend Grave of the Fireflies, okay. um, an animated mm -hmm picture that is on every saddest film ever list yeah uh i'd really recommend both of those and if you watch those or if you're already familiar with those uh hopefully you can get a better idea of what we're talking about and hopefully we can see animated cinema move in a much more i think boundless direction yeah. mm -hmm. and with that this has been moving pictures i was your host brent gunn i'm your co-host mitchell kakalka and thank you for listening mm -hmm.